to another haunting talking shiz. I am your spectacular host, CJ. And if you say my name three times, nothing will happen. You can go ahead and say it. That's fine. Sharing is caring, so make sure you share, rate, review, and subscribe. Talking about subscribing. Go ahead, subscribe to the pod page. That is podpage.com slash talking shiz. And you can find me there also. Follow me on Twitter. I don't know why you have not done that yet. Go ahead and go to Twitter. And that's at talking underscore shiz. Even on Instagram, talking underscore shiz. Also, you can go to teespring.com to pick up your talking shiz merchandise. Also, buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash talking shiz. You can actually support the show. Another week has passed us by and i cannot believe that we're already halfway through october two more weeks it will be halloween and then from there is thanksgiving i love thanksgiving because i love to eat i have been training all year for this day i have been training all year for thanksgiving and then christmas i cannot believe this year has already went by fast it's crazy as you already know i'm doing a whole month on spooky stories ghost stories haunting stories stories that will make the hair on the back of your neck stand up This week, I am continuing that trend with some more haunting tales. And I did not know if you guys knew this about Halloween. Here's some strange facts about Halloween. How did the Festival of Monsters and Candy begin? Well, the origin of Halloween is shrouded in a mystery, which is pretty cool considering its entire theme. But many scholars believe that it may have been based on an ancient Celtic pagan festival called Samhain. If you're wondering where did the name Samhain come from, and I'm probably mispronouncing it wrong, but oh well, and you're thinking to yourself, Samhain, that does sound very familiar and i'm not talking about the son of sam the reason that this name sounds so familiar is because there's a movie called trick or treat or trick or treat check that movie out if you haven't seen it check it out if you have seen it watch it again the origin of that name it means summer's end and way back in the day it was thought to be an event where the supernatural creatures would enter into our world and we would commute with the dead so we're just having a little fun a little shindig some shenanigans with our dead friends It was also time to gather food and other materials to prepare for the coming winter. Another fun fact is how trick-or-treating got started. In the Middle Ages, children used to dress up in costumes and beg for money or food during Hallowmas. Hallowmas was a Catholic church answer to wiping out Samhain. But combining various customs and traditions from the ancient Celtic pagan festival, they created a new holiday. So during this time, children would offer prayers and songs in exchange for money or food. So this tradition was called souling. And over the years, it evolved into what we have today. Don't you love fun facts? And who says that you cannot learn anything from talking shiz? Here at Talkin' Shiz, I like to drop knowledge. And I have the knowledge that I do have that you know that I'm going to share so that you can also know the knowledge that I am dropping. I did search the internet. The first haunted story I'm going to share with you, and I found this on a website called Audi. And did you know that America's most haunted houses are for sale? That's fantastic because I wouldn't mind paying, you know, a load of money to have red rum written all over my window and I may wake up dead. I could definitely say that that is money well spent. 
If you ever wanted to own a real-life haunted house, here's your chance. Don't walk. Run to your realtor and say, hey, I want to buy this haunted house because I like to live life on the edge. I want to live with a ghost. I want to have my dishes go flying everywhere. Doors opening and shutting. Footsteps running up and down the hallways. Blood coming down from the walls. Also, the ghost crying or the ghost screaming. And a ghostly voice that says, get out of my house. That's what I want to live with for the rest of my life. So here's my checkbook. Give me the documents to sign. I'm ready to buy it now. The first house that is for sale, it is located in Kenton, Mississippi. And it's called the Presley House. Now this is a four-bedroom southern-style mansion. And it is prime real estate for ghost hunters and fans of the spooky season. Now this house, it has a tin roof. So it's something similar to an aluminum roof, but it's made of tin. Now, every time it rains, you can hear tick, 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 raindrops falling on the roof. Now, that might be a good buyer temptation if you'd like to hear raindrops falling on your roof. And another cool factor is that you get to hear the tree branches scrape across the roof. Now, that does make me sleepy. It makes me want to go crawl in my bed and go to sleep with one eye open. Now, some other features of this house is the nice piano. According to the house former owners, it plays by itself and candles are prone to be falling down from their holders. So, that's great. You'll be sitting in the kitchen and you may hear some love music or you may hear some scary music. It's whatever that ghost prefers on that day playing the piano. Maybe the song of choice would be, it's easy like Sunday morning. Or maybe it's... Hello, is it me you're looking for? I can see it in your eyes. Or maybe it's move, get out the way, get out the way, move. Now that would be funny. I would laugh my ass off, then I would grab my bags and get my ass out that house. Now the legend behind this house is that the original owner's wife, Susan Presley. Now Susan loved this house so much. Even after her husband passed away, she lived there all by herself. Her love for this house was so great that even after she died, she did not want to leave. Now the next property on this list that is for sale, and you probably heard of this house because there have been a movie made of it, and I'm not talking about Amityville Horror or the Poltergeist House, The Conjuring House. Now this house is in a quiet town of Burville, and it's perfect home for die-hard paranormal fans. This house is not for the faint of heart. If you scare easily, then I recommend don't even worry about this house. Because this house has a lot of haunted history behind it, so just Google the shit and go about your business. The last couple to own this house was so freaked out that they spent the first four months in, in one downstairs room so the spirits could get used to them living in the house and being in their space. Now this home was built in 1836 and it's a three-bedroom farmhouse that features a full farmhouse kitchen, eight acres of land so if you get killed nobody can hear you, and still to this day the house is haunted by Bathsheba Sherman and rumor has it that she was being suspected as a witch. In the 1800s Bathsheba called this home her home. You know when I looked at the pictures online of this house I can definitely say it can definitely Definitely put a spell on you. The next house on the list is called the Haunted Castle. Very few property listings probably mention how many people have died in their houses or around their house. You know, you would think that the realtor would mention that some horrible things went down in this house. Well, look at this nice mansion. It has 15 rooms, 10 bathrooms, and down in a wine cellar, there was a serial killer who chopped up and killed people that's buried underneath this house. But look at the hardwood floorings. These hardwood floorings are amazing. 
This haunted castle is a gothic-style five-bedroom mansion. Gets prime bragging rights thanks to its former occupants. This house definitely has a history. At one time, it was a doctor's office, a hospital, and a funeral home. So therefore, it has a triangle for the supernatural. Definitely go check it out if you're looking to get the shit scared out of you. And since I am talking about haunted places, I know you guys heard of this one. Hotel Cecil in Los Angeles, California. California. Now this is one of the most haunted places in downtown LA and when I was living in California I did not know about this and I wish I would have went. This haunted hotel is cursed more than any other place in LA. Hotel Cecil actually has such a bad rep that they changed their name. You know I actually heard that this was a killer hotel. If you are a true crime fan or a supernatural fan then this is the hotel that you should definitely do some research because they do have a great documentary out on it. There's been so many bad things happen at this hotel so it's really hard to actually begin but you can go to their wikipedia page the first recorded death at this hotel was a suicide in 1931 followed by a long string of similar deaths in 1932 1934 1937 1938 1939 and 1940 okay so the hotel wants to stay consistent at some point in the 1930s one man was pinned to the exterior wall by a truck a woman murdered her newborn in the building in 1944 and then there was a pattern of suicides that continued in the 60s in 1962 a woman jumped from the ninth floor and landed on a pedestrian killing both of them man what a horrible way to die you're out walking the sun is shining you're just having a great day and bam a whole ass body falls on you. I would be so mad. I would have asked St. Peter, please give me a second chance. I didn't even see this person. I mean, come on, you can't take me out like this. And also, a side note, the two women that did commit suicide, their husbands was asleep in the same room. That is creepy. In 1964, there was a tenant named Gody Osgood. She was brutally murdered. And still to this day, that crime has not been solved. Wow, that's like almost 60 years and this crime has not been solved. Even with today's technology, we cannot solve that crime. Now, in the 1980s, the infamous serial killer Richard Ramirez, you might know him as the Night Stalker, stayed in the hotel. In the 1990s, the Australian serial killer Jack Underwedge lived there as well. And so there's been a lot of strange things happening in this hotel. I wanted to give you guys a little history about the Hotel Cecil before I go into the next story because it ties into the next story. The most recent incident that happened at this hotel, and you probably have heard of this story, if not, Google it because it's a doozy of a story. The next story is the death of Elissa Lamb. And after staying at this hotel, she was last seen January 31st, 2013. Now, she was vacationing through the West Coast, and she was documenting her whole trip on her blog. She was checking in with her parents every day. And then on January 31st, everything stopped. And she vanished. Soon thereafter, the police got involved, and her parents arrived in California to help with the search. If you've not seen this documentary or this YouTube video, you have to go watch it. It's creepy. To me, it looks like either she was possessed or she was playing hide and seek with somebody at that hotel. But after reviewing the surveillance footage, 
It did not look normal. You have to watch it. It's the elevator security camera. In February, LAPD released the elevator surveillance footage of Lam after her disappearance. And it shows her behaving very strangely. The article said it looked like she was talking to invisible people, which it did. I mean, I'm telling you, something in that video did not look right. It was creepy. It's like she was playing with somebody, talking to somebody, and then boom, she vanished. In the video, you can see her pushing buttons, and then she gets off the elevator, and the camera footage shows the elevator going down floors and the doors opening and closing, opening and closing. It was weird. Another strange fact about that video is that she was bending down and she was like peeking around the corner at something. Like she was looking for somebody or something was looking at her or something. Now there's been theories thrown around with some folks saying that, oh, she had a psychotic episode. Some say demon possession. Looking at the security footage, you cannot see outside of the elevator. You see her come in. She's peeking. She's talking to somebody. But you cannot see the halls of the hotel. The only thing you can see is just the inside of the elevator. During this time period, you had all the investigations going on. The LAPD did detectives, the family. Meanwhile, the hotel guests that were staying at the hotel were complaining about the water. One customer said that the shower was awful, who spent eight days there during the investigation. I can't, I don't understand. Is the prices really cheap? All this crime, supernatural, all this bad stuff happening. And folks want to stay there. Is is a rooms really cheap? Is it like $25 a night? Is that worth your life? You know, I'm really trying to fathom this because all this bad shit happening and people are still staying in that hotel. It's like staying at the hotel from The Shining. You're seeing blood coming from the elevators. You got two twin girls like come play with us and you have a bartender that appears out of nowhere giving you alcohol well you know what i want to take my whole family there you know the room's really cheap but you know what you cannot beat this view the view is fantastic the customer said that when you turn on the tap the water came out black then two seconds later it went back to normal then the customer said that when she drank the tap water it tasted very nasty it was horrible i do not know what the customer was expecting it's tap water what were you expecting like purified fantastic spring water or something distilled water what were you expecting out of tap water i mean come on but anyway the customer said it had a very strange taste one morning on february the 19th a hotel employee decided that they wanted to climb up to the roof to check out the hotel's water storage tanks and that's when the authorities found the naked, rotting body of Elissa. They also discovered her personal items, which was laying really close to her dead body. Okay, just a thought. So you have all the law enforcement searching this hotel, going through security cameras, doing all this investigating, and not one single person had a thought to go and check the roof. After an autopsy was done, they found that her death was labeled accidental. That is very haunting to me, that they would label her death as accidental. Wow, if you really think about it, there is some sinister stuff that happened to that lady. That's the only answer. And they're just not acknowledging it. Or they don't want to acknowledge that there is some haunting in that hotel. The authority says that the tank has a metal latch that can be opened, but the roof was secure with an alarm and a lock. Think about that. How did Elissa get to the roof without setting off an alarm or breaking the lock? You cannot tell me there was nothing sinister about that. There was something paranormal about that. There was way too much surrounding that hotel. And you cannot tell me that nothing paranormal was going on. 
And since we are discussing something sinister, my last tale of the day is called A Deadly Exorcism. In August of 2016, in North London, a 26-year-old guy named Kennedy began acting strange and aggressive and he was telling people that he had a strange pain in his throat. With this strange behavior, he also bit his father. He also made threats of cutting off his own penis and also he complained that there was a python or snake that was inside of his body. His family got so concerned that they ended up restraining him to his bed with cable ties and excessive force. The family decided that they would attempt to cure Kennedy through restraint and prayer over the next three days. His brother Colin told the police that it was very clear that this thing that was inside his brother, what we believed was a demon because this was not natural. It was trying to kill him. Not only that it tried to hurt Kennedy, it also spoke in weird languages and he was very aggressive. We had to restrain him for his safety and our safety. It was very clear that if we did not restrain him, he could have hurt himself or members of our family. Kennedy had been bound to his bed for three days without any medical attention. His brother did call the emergency services and he was explaining that Kennedy was complaining of dehydration and now it seemed that Kennedy had developed breathing issues and he was pronounced dead at 10.17 a.m. While police were at the house of Colin, Colin said that they allegedly carried out an attempted resurrection by chanting and praying for Kennedy. All seven of Kennedy's family members were accused of manslaughter, false imprisonment, and causing or allowing the death of an adult. After they examined the body, it revealed that he had over 60 wounds, including a possible bite mark. Kenneth, Kennedy's father, also sustained injuries along with his four brothers. Kennedy's father told the jurors that he ordered his sons to take shifts and use overwhelming force if had to, but he did deny any association with occults and secret societies that played a part in Kennedy's death. After four days, the jury made their decision and all seven family members were cleared of all charges on March 14, 2019. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for this brand new episode. I hope you guys have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on where you're listening to me at. As a famous philosopher once said, when one door opens and another one closes, your house is haunted. See you guys next week for a brand new episode of Talkin' Shiz. Talkin' Shiz.